2: from the Body of Christ Church, and the topic of our, t- of our conversation for today is, believe it or not, after school Satan. So let's look at this right quick. School's back in session here in Georgia, back in session, full swing. That means thousands of children will be returning from summer vacation, invigorated, enthused, and ready to face the fun and challenges of the school year. Just as important for many Georgia students and parents are the after-school activities where social clubs and organizations help to give balance to the often tumultuous school day. One club that is garnering lots of attention, believe it or not, a club that's garnering lots of attention is the After-School Satan Club, sponsored by the Atlanta chapter of the Satanic Temple. Temple members are targeting a local elementary school in Powder Springs, Georgia, as a test school for their after-school program. Their goal is to provide an alternative program for elementary age students to often Christian-based after-school programs that many schools offer. Is there a cause for concern for parents if, if the Satanic Temple members succeed in establishing an after-school program? What would be the repercussions of a satanically-themed after-school program within our society? Should elementary school aged children be given the opportunity to participate in a satanically-themed after-school program? Would an after-school program such as After School Satan prove to be a help or a hindrance to the personal and social development of a child? What does an after-school Satan club mean for parents Trying to teach their families the tenets of the Holy Bible? And how should a parent react if his son or daughter expresses an interest in participating in after school Satan? Join us today as we investigate this very controversial topic in the Holy Bible. And here with me, excuse me, here with me to investigate and explore this topic is the Brother
3: Kabar. Brother Kabar, are you with me? Good morning, brother. Most High in Christ, bless you. Most High in Christ, bless the, the listeners and the hearers who are willing to hear this word of, of Christ and of the gospel of repentance. I'm so happy and pleased to be with you and to address this topic and the issues that we are facing in today's society as we see the things that Christ spoke about unfold right before our eyes. And hopefully both us and the audience get edification on how to view it, how to deal with it, and how to overcome whatever the challenges may be in this society today. So good to be with you. Shalom to all. Right.
2: And what I would like to do, first and foremost, is play a clip of uh, the presence of the After School Satan Club here in Georgia I would like to play a clip and uh, just get your overall reaction before we really get into discussing this topic. So uh, stand by. Here comes the clip.
0: After-school satanic club for elementary students. That is what the Atlanta chapter, the satanic temple wants to establish. The group is targeting Still Elementary in Powder Springs for one of its first public school organizations.
4: Uh, Fox size George Franco joins us now live from the school with the story. And, and George, why have they chosen Still Elementary? Well Russ and Deidre, the members of the satanic organization told me that they chose elementary school here in Powder Springs because it is one of many schools in Cobb County, a conservative county, which has a Christian-based after-school club. And they say now they want their spot as well. Hill Elementary School in Powder Springs is ground zero for efforts to establish an after-school Satan Club by members of the Atlanta chapter of the Satanic Temple.
0: We're drawing attention to these discrepancies between the separation of church and state and special rights given to special interest groups.
4: Satanic Temple members Jed Drummond and Rob Thompson tell me the Satanic Temple, with chapters in Atlanta and many cities, does not preach religion or follow evil notions of the Christian symbol of Satan, the devil. They say Satanic Temple tenants focus on common sense, science, and individual liberties. They also believe a satanic club should have a spot next to the religious clubs already in place at schools like Still Elementary.
1: Because, Like I said, we'd really like to see no religion in school at
2: all. Would yeah. be, and But since there is already being presented a Christian view,
1: we're going to go to those schools that are presenting an after-school Christian program and offer a satanic one.
4: The Cobb County School District told us Still Elementary does not have an after-school Satan Club. The staff and leaders of Still Elementary are focused on welcoming students and families back to school this week. Learning and student safety have been and will continue to be our top priorities. Of little comfort to Catherine Chopin with sons Caden and Kyle attending Still Elementary. It frightens me. I'm completely against it. It's, It's not what the... Um, kids at that age should be learning. Other parents we spoke to, like Jill Gates, have children in one of those Christian clubs at Dew West Elementary.
0: My viewpoint is, if, you know, if, if they're saying it's not about Satan and they're not pushing that, then why are they coming
4: into the school at all? Satanic Temple members say this is just the beginning, promising to take their Satan Club request to the school board.
0: I believe, so., date? I cannot give a date.
4: And members of the Satanic Temple wouldn't say exactly when they take it, they plan to take it to the school board, but they do promise to take it to the school board, and they tell me they'll keep me abreast of all the details, and of course, we will keep you, our audience, involved as well. Reporting live tonight in Powder Springs, I'm George Franco, Fox 5 News. All right, George, there'll be a packed house on that night. Thank you.
2: So before we really start to converse about this particular subject, I'd like to take a just a few minutes to give a little bit of background uh, information about after-school Satan, uh, if I could, Brother Kabat. And um, what we have here, after-school Satan is an after-school program sponsored by the Satanic Satanic Temple, an American political activist organization based in Salem, Massachusetts. It was created as an alternative to the Christian-based after-school group called the Good News Club. There are after-school safety clubs in cities across the United States, including, of course, Atlanta, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Salt Lake City, Pensacola, Florida, Washington, D.C., Tucson, Springfield, Missouri, uh, Seattle, Washington, and uh, Portland, Oregon. So obviously this is, this is no uh, fly-by-night, Johnny-come-lately type of program. So, allow me to go just a little bit deeper and give a little bit of history. Now, after school Satan was created in uh, July of 2016 to ensure that equal representation for all religions is upheld in public schools and religious freedom and plurality, plurality, be gracious, plurality, I apologize, plurality is respected. Since the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2001 that religious groups are permitted to establish clubs to proselytize after hours using public schools' classrooms, the Christian-based Good News Club has established thousands of such clubs. In response, the Satanic Temple began a campaign to establish its own clubs across the United States. According to one organizer, whenever religion enters the public sphere like the Good News Club at public schools, We take action to ensure that more than one religious voice is represented and that our intent with the after-school Satan club, and that is our intent with the after-school Satan club, quote, unquote. The club follows a standard syllabus and strives towards or tries to provide students with critical thinking skills necessary to make important life decisions for themselves. They emphasize a scientific and rationalist non superstitious worldview and opposed indoctrination into any other worldly belief system, according to Satanic Temple and After School of Satan's co-founder and spokesperson Lucian Greaves, it's critical. Quote, excuse me, it's critical that children understand that they are that there are multiple perspectives on all issues and that they have a choice in how they think. Satan. Is just a metaphorical construct intended to represent the rejection of all forms of tyranny over the human mind. So, Brother Kabar, having heard all of that, um, I would like to, if if you don't mind, just briefly give us your reaction to uh, to the presence of the uh, after-school Satan Club and and the question that I would like to pose to you while you're giving us your reaction is why is this happening in these days and times?
3: Well, you know, initial reaction is um, is not it shouldn't take us by surprise. You know, if if we're reading and understanding the scriptures and the things that Christ spoke about, we know that Things like this are going to develop, you know, as time goes on. Um, Society will gravitate uh, more toward accepting more and more blasphemous, contrary uh, positions, views, and ideas that are contrary to the scriptures, the Bible, or anything uh, good and lawful and right according to what is written in the scriptures. In the Bible And so this is just another step In that direction Another chapter of that same book So it's really moving more Now along the lines More of a political line And now using the system itself To really establish And get a foothold In um, institutional uh, places of society Such as the educational system You know, such as in science, such as in other other areas. So that, you know, trying to make it inescapable for people to have to deal with this, address this uh, type of beliefs and ideas or accept them. So, so, you know, it's just um, I'm not surprised to see it. And the reason why I'm not surprised to see it is because, you know, Christ gives us the understanding to know what to expect. In this type of society that we live in Chief among which If you go to 2nd Timothy Chapter 3 In verse I'll start at verse 1 going on down 2nd Timothy mm-hmm. Chapter 2 verse 3 excuse me, Chapter 3 verse 1 2nd Timothy 3 verse 1 It says "This note also that in the last days Perilous time shall come So we are in the last days When Christ came And brought that a gospel of the kingdom of heaven, brought that gospel of repentance, that began when his ministry began, when he came on the earth, that began what we know now officially as the last days or the last times. Okay? So this it just means this era, this what they call in Greek eon of human history is coming to an end. This society as we know it is coming to an end. And a new eon, a new society governed by Christ as opposed to the current society, which is governed by Satan, is going to be ushered in. So it says, knowing also, this know also that in the last days which we are in, perilous times shall come. Now when it's talk about perilous times, yes, we know that, you know, times are dangerous, so on and so forth. But here the scripture is primarily focusing on spiritual perils or spiritual dangers or things that can corrupt you spiritually. Okay, that's the part of the Psalms. Verse 2, it says, for men, and it's going to show you how these things are spiritual, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. So this is listing off quite a few of the type of behaviors uh, 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 dispositions That we want to see people uh, Engaged in mm-hmm. And it says Verse 3 Without natural affection truce breakers False accusers Incontinent Fears Despises of those that are good So And I'll read, the, read verse 4 Because I'm going to go back and I'm going to pick out Particular words and show you how This links directly with the type of thing We're seeing with the uh, TST, uh, the satanic temple Or their outreach program Of after school Satan So we're going to tie this directly to them But we're going to read on for right now 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 4 now It says traitors Heavy, high minded Lovers of pleasures More than lovers of God Having the form of godliness but Denying the power thereof From such, turn away. So when we begin to see a person, a group, uh, exhibit these type of characteristics and are dead set against the Bible, against Christ, against repentance, there's nothing you can do about that situation. You reject it. You turn away from it. You try to remove it from your sphere of influence, your life, so on and so forth, as much as you can. So but when we go back, to some of the things that it mentioned, it mentioned in uh, verse two, uh, boasters, proud blasphemers. Okay. Now, if you go to the Satanic Temple website um, and you go to their frequently asked questions, one of the frequently asked questions is, "Do you promote evil?" And here's the answer according to the TST, the Satanic Temple, and this is the same ideas and things they promote through uh, after Satan after-school Satan program. So the answer to that question, do you promote evil, in their Frequently Asked Questions page on their website, the answer is, the satanic temple holds to the basic premise that undue suffering is bad and that which reduces suffering is good. We do not believe in symbolic evil. Now listen to this. We embrace blasphemy as a legitimate expression Of personal independence From counterproductive traditional norms So what they're saying is They embrace blasphemy Against traditional norms A.K.A. Christian values Christian ideas Biblical values Biblical ideas Things written in the, in the scriptures So they embrace blasphemy Speaking against Lying against The things written in The scriptures in the Bible So it certainly fits that characteristics when it talks about blasphemous, unfaithful, unholy. And then when you go down to 2 uh, uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 3, now it says, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fears, and then what? despises of those that are good. Because anywhere you see the Bible being promoted, and of course we know according to Romans, for the Lord is good and the commandments of the Most High is good and right. Anywhere where that's being promoted, okay, here you you have TST uh, and the outreach program coming against it. So they are despisers of those that are good. The those that are good are living according to and teaching according to the words of Jesus Christ, which is the scriptures. They despise that, and they come against it. And like they said in their own FAQ page, They embrace blasphemy as a legitimate expression of personal independence to go against whatever those traditional norms is, i.e., the Bible. But let's go on. Mm -hmm. Verse uh, 4, it says, uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 4, traitors, heady, high-minded. Now we have to look at those two, heady and high-minded, because remember, one of their tenets is that they depend on science. And we know when you look into the scriptures, it, they're really going into what the scripture says, science so-called, meaning they have their own version of what they feel science is. There is a real legitimate science, which is according to the true way the High designed things, but then you have many people who develop their opinion about how the Mossad designed things and then call that science. That's where this group falls into that category. So their heady and high-mindedness is basically going into them relying on their own understanding of what they feel science says. Moving on, it says lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And the reason they fall into that category is because they reject any type of uh, hierarchical uh, authority or supernatural authority or what they call arbitrary authority. Um, How do we know that? Go back to the FAQ uh, uh, page on the website, and the question is asked, what does Satan mean to TST, the Satanic temple? Their answer, Satan is symbolic of the eternal rebel in opposition to arbitrary authority. That's what it represents to them. So that's why that's why they agree with it. They basically are saying, well, no, not basically, they're saying God is an arbitrary authority, and that just like Satan represents eternal rebel against that. We also are uh, rebelling against that arbitrary authority. It goes on to say, forever defending personal sovereignty. What the hell is that? That just means I want to do what I want to (laughs) do. Forever defending personal sovereignty, even in the face of insurmountable odds. What does that mean? You have, there's an all-powerful God that can destroy you, but who gives a damn? I'm going to do what I want to do anyway.
4: Translation.
3: <laughs> it goes on to say this. Satan is an iconic form of the unbowed will of the unsilent inquirer, meaning I wonder, it's talking about a person who's not the inquirer, but the, a doubter, a blasphemer, who a questioner against God. That's what they what they call the unbowed uh, will of the unsilenced inquirer, meaning I don't care what you do, I'm never going to stop questioning your authority. It goes on to say also in the FAQ to answer, the heretic who questions sacred laws and rejects any tyrannical imposition. That's how they view God and his commandments, as a tyrant, as in imposition against the way they want to live their life, and they're going to question the sacred laws of the most high. So that's how we know they are what, when the Scripture talks about in 2 Timothy 3, verse 4, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They want to do their own will, follow their own desires and lusts, and not be subject to the commandments and sacred laws and will of the Heavenly Father. So this is... this allows you to identify what you're talking about, who you're talking about, when you filter things through the scriptures. And 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 4 gives you a clear view of what you're dealing with because this organization and the people behind it fit all of these characteristics. I want to jump down to verse 13 because we're still Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, why is this happening in these days and times? So verse 13, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, it says what? But evil men, you know, the evil men are those who oppose God and his commandments in Christ, which, which TST, that's what they do. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving. So they, this whole program of after school Satan is about deceiving people into following a lie. So that's what they do. They are deceiving, and what the scripture says, and being deceived. Now, who are they being deceived by? Satan the devil, which they openly acknowledge. That's who they are deceived by. They're deceived by Satan, and in turn, turn around and try to teach those lies to people, young kids, to deceive them. So they are deceived, and they are, they are being deceived, and they are deceiving. All of these characteristics fit this organization and the people behind it to a team. So you shouldn't have any questions as far as, who they are, what they are about. And now we know that this is starting to happen. We know even in seductions, things are going to be waxed worse and worse. Conditions are only going to worsen over time. That's why we see this openness against God like we see it today. And now this really is uh, an attempt to institutionalize this open rebellion against God, to make it a, a political movement. We'll get to that later as far as going against the Bible. Going against uh, the commandments written, and now trying to make good evil and evil good, and looking at the commandments in the Bibles as something that's wrong and that's bad. So that's why we see these things happening in these days and times because we are in the last times. Things are going to deteriorate and get worse and worse, especially spiritually. And we have the, uh, the 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 defense of the scriptures and the spirit of Christ to help navigate us through these things. But so that was it. Wow, man, that's, that's that's a whole heap
2: of a lot uh, with with that particular statement. Uh, so it, it it looks as if, and and help me out. It looks as if mm-hmm. this 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 here after school Satan Club uh, there is a bona fide agenda, and and it looks like that agenda is to
3: indoctrinate. Help me out if I'm if it I'm is. missing something. No, it, it is a it is a bona fide and a, uh, not even attempt uh, uh progression to indoctrinate. You know, you see nowadays, you know, society has become very liberal, you know, in accommodating of different social movements, whether it be religions, alternative lifestyles, doctrines, whatever it may be. You know, an after-school Satan program, when we look at that, You can look at it okay, is it just a passing phase in society's progression? You know, are we seeing the beginning of a real satanic agenda to be institutionalized in society today? You know, where do you see it as far as that is concerned?
2: Oh,
3: man. Kamara, now that was a loaded question. Um,
2: Let's start with the not-so-obvious. Uh, when you ask the question, are we already seeing the beginning of a, a real satanic agenda? The, the real satanic agenda has been in effect since the God of Eden. Let's be clear. The real satanic agenda has already been put into effect. It's already been launched, okay? What we're seeing nowadays are different manifestations of the already ongoing agenda uh, you, can, you can start the Garden of Eden Where, where, where Satan tempted Eve And you won't, you won't die if you eat of this fruit You'll be as gods knowing, men, uh, knowing good and evil and another, another example of that Believe it or not, Solomon and Gomorrah the absence of, of, the absence of purity, righteousness And morality that comes through Applying to the scriptures, you saw that you saw another manifestation of the satanic agenda with Christ's temptation by Satan himself. And I, I, I want to list a few more examples. Now, then I want to go back to that particular example of Christ's temptation. Uh, you see uh, another manifestation of the satanic agenda in the form of religion. How many religions do we have out there? How many how, Really, how many religions do we have out there and what? Of those religions that you can name off the top of your head, or even if you do the research, what religion is truly teaching, according word for word, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, how to follow Christ and serve the Most High? Then you've got the feminist movement. You know that was started by Gloria Steinem. That is another manifestation of uh, of the satanic movement because now. Uh, or the satanic agenda, because now you've got this particular woman spearheading this movement, spearheading this this this, this mindset or this train of thought, in which you know you, you you have women under this false impression that no man is needed. I can accomplish everything that I need to accomplish, absence a man. Another example of the satanic agenda, believe it or not, uh, Planned Parenthood uh, started by Margaret Sanger. Uh, back in 1916, when it's first referred to as the American Birth Control League, now turned to Planned Parenthood, now called Planned Parenthood. Uh, in 1942, then you have homosexuality, then you have lesbianism, then you have the LGBTQ community, then you have welfare programs, uh, which was uh, started off as the Social Security Act, signed into law in 1935. Uh, those are all other manifestations of um of the satanic agenda so it's not just just this this one agenda or this one plan that just pops up and it's like the evil lab <laughs> now I have you now I have you while I want you no this thing has been in effect since years upon years upon years upon years ago other manifestations of the satanic agenda include the removal of prayer in schools and now for those who stand up and say, wait a minute, this is not right, uh, being a homosexual, that's not according to the scriptures. Being a lesbian, that's not according to the scriptures uh, the LGBTQ community, that's not according to, the, according to the scriptures. Then that person is labeled as someone that's, 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 that's promoting hate speech when you speak against that. So all in all, you have many, many, many different manifestations of the satanic agenda. Now, when you read 1 Peter chapter 5, please bear with me a second, brother. When you read 1 Peter chapter 5, it gives us a warning. The Lord Jesus Christ gives us a warning that we really, really, really have to take into heart, especially in these days and times with how, for lack of better words, how morally degraded our society is. 1 Peter chapter 5, starting at verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So when we read verse 8, we're being told to be sober, to be, be watchful, be mindful, be vigilant, be cautious, be observant of everything that's going on around you. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, Satan, as a roaring lion, walketh walking about seeking whom he may devour. So just like that roaring lion is on the hunt, it's looking for prey to devour, is looking for prey to destroy, it's the same thing with Satan. He's looking for, for the weak in the faith to pray upon and destroy. He's looking for those not firmly established in Christ to pray upon to destroy. And when we and we allow that to happen to us when we're not praying, when we're not repenting, when we're not studying, when we're not applying the example of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, when we're not exhorting one another, where we're not uh, uh, edifying one another, when we're not comforting one another with the scriptures, when when we're not uh, shod in the scriptures, having that hedge erected around us of, the, of that spiritual hand of the Most high, we're basically leaving ourselves open for Satan to attack and prey upon us. you know what I mean? So that's something that we have to keep in mind. the times that we're living in, number one, number two. This, this isn't some johnny cum lately just plant on the spot type of movement. No, this thing has been in effect for many, 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 many years. And the fact that we're just now seeing it and its splendor for what it is, is already, it's already a strong indication that it's too late. And when I, when I say it's too late, I don't mean it's too late to repent. It's too late to say, hey, wait a minute, stop. That's not, uh-uh, because it's already in effect. So when we also read in 1 John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, it also tells us something. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, it states, and we know that we are of God and the whole world, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Now, that's a true statement. Let's look at our society. We have the breaking of the commandments just rampant. Everything that the Most High speaks against, everything that the Most High condemns, everything that Christ taught against through his words, through his deeds, through his actions, is what the world not only accepts, but also promotes. Promotes it as this is the new thing. this is the new trend. This is the new norm. having parents of the same sex. Johnny has two mommies or, or Billy has uh, two daddies, or, or you know how it goes. That, that, those are the things that the most is talking about, and I'm not just pointing the finger exclusively at homosexuality and/ or lesbianism. That's just an example. Uh, you have many other different aspects of it. And in and, which and the, witch, the war, example of the world lying and gross darkness and wickedness. I mean, how is it that once upon a time, and this is just another example, how is it that once upon a time, when you saw your children misbehaving and doing things that they ought not to be doing, that uh, the parent that their parents uh, stepped in and they corrected their child, uh, they, uh via some form of either a verbal scold a, a verbal scolding or corporal punishment. Now, in these days and times, that's almost outlawed. And in some cases, you 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 can't you cannot uh, 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 exercise corporal punishment upon your own child because if you do, you're liable to be put in jail. So wait a minute, it's it's almost like a topsy turvy type thing. Once upon a time, things that were the right thing to do. The norms that accepted now become uh now, now become the things that are not accepted they're not the norm they're outlawed or 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 you will uh receive some type of scolding some type of reprimand if you do what 's right so those that's also another example of uh of how this world lieth in darkness but I want to go to Luke I want to go to Luke uh. Please bear with me a second, brother. Luke chapter 4. And let's read something. Now, this is Christ as he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And I want to go straight to the point. When we read the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 6. Excuse me, let me start at verse 5. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Now, the point that I really wanted to emphasize was in verse 6. And the devil said unto him, meaning Jesus Christ, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I give it. So the power of this world, the influence of this world as it currently is, it's Satan's influence, or it's satanic. It's not of the most high in Christ. It's satanic, and it's up to us to be discerned, spiritually discerned, have our eyes, our spiritual eyes open so that we can recognize the good from the evil and not just recognize it, we take the necessary steps so that we're not consumed or we're not influenced by that evil. Okay? So the true, the true satanic agenda, that's already been in effect since since almost the beginning of time itself. We just have different, now we're seeing different manifestations of that agenda. And finally, you know, we have to be Very careful, sober, vigilant, mindful of what's going on around us. And not just us. We have to be very sober, very diligent, very mindful, very careful, very cautious about what's going on around our children. That's just as important. Because if not, it's quite easy for a young, innocent, naive child to fall under the influence of a, of, of a program or a movement such as a satanic or after school Satan. So we have to be careful, and for that we need to be we need to constantly be teaching, showing our children the scriptures, being an example of the uh, of the of uh, Christ's teachings and His example, and seriously, really establishing. That communication So I would like to Introduce this next clip if I could brother I want to introduce this next clip Still talking about after school Satan and uh, and let's see What this is really getting into right now uh, Hold up okay.
0: This week we told you About the satanic temple pushing For after school Satan clubs For kids now an attorney For child evangelism fellowship is Fighting back defending school districts From the effort Liberty Council Chairman Matt Stavers is calling the Satanic Temple's goal disruptive rather than educational. And parents aren't happy about the proposal either. We have enough problems in the world to encourage the kids
4: to actually take on this kind of attitude and demeanor. It's just absolutely not acceptable. Satan, you know, his thing is evil and evil is the absence of good and love and we're trying to encourage goodness and love in our children especially at Still Elementary and other schools in our area. Saver says
0: Liberty Council will defend districts from possible legal action. He adds that parental permission is required for children to participate in after-school clubs and he doubts that many parents would let their children join Satan clubs.
2: So you heard, the, you heard the young lady in the video clip, Satan, the absence of good, total evil. And, of course, she's given more or less her broad view, uh, definition of it. But I have to ask the question, Kabar, what is the Satan-based view according to the scriptures? Of course, we have the carnal view. We have the worldly view. We have the, the, the preconceived notion, Satan, a man in, in red pajamas and a t- and a, hoarded tail, a hoarded tail and the gold with the pitchfork. Waiting to grab, uh, waiting to grab some unsuspecting soul and drag that soul uh, down to hell to torment and torture for all eternity. But what is Satan based, according to the scriptures?
3: That's a good question because you know people have to really, you know, understand the origins of things and
4: where things come
3: from and how they develop over time, so that you understand basically the spirit of what things are. And when you understand that, you'll understand ultimately the goal of whatever that situation is. Where is it actually going? What does it actually mean? And not get caught up in, you know, all of the the hoopla and the words and whatever, you know, just the the, uh, political PR that's going on. But what is the reality, what's the truth? Of this situation, so you know these people, uh, TST the Satanic Temple, after school Satan, whatever they're you know this after school outreach program they're trying to engage in. Now, now mind you, it's not you know, <laughs> it's, they're not so much targeting colleges, high schools, they're targeting elementary. Okay, you. you targeting phase in a child's life where they're developing their ideas and foundations for what they think, feel and believe and what they want to do is just like writing a line of code in a computer in a software. Mm-hmm. they want to write a satanic line of code so that as information gets processed it filters through this system of satanic thinking and when it filters through the system of satanic thinking the trajectory of that child's life is altered forever. And where they ultimately will end up at is adversaries of Christ, haters of God, and uh, bound for damnation in a lake of fire. That's what where, that's where happens. If, if you understand a missile guidance system and trajectory, from where you're at to where you want that missile to land, that's the trajectory. If you alter that in the slightest uh, sense, because of the thousands of miles that it's going to travel, it will have a, a a half, a quarter of an inch will have a a difference at the where that thing lands as far as miles. So that's why you have to understand. The scripture says, "What train up a child in the way that should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it." Well, yeah, you got Satan trying to hijack that through this program to say, okay, let's write this line of code. Let's train them up this way. And when they're old, they'll be mine. They'll be in my camp. They'll be thinking and doing according to what I want them to do. Now, Mm -hmm. the the parents, especially at this stage, play a huge critical role. But in playing that huge critical role, parents themselves have to understand what is the Satan-based view. It's not just, yeah, it's evil, it's wicked, but what does it really come down to? So in order to get that understanding, let's go to the beginning. But before we hit that, because we're going to go to, you mentioned it, we're going to read through it, Genesis, the third chapter. Let me just establish the character who we're talking about in Genesis, the third chapter. And to do that, we're going to go to Revelation, chapter 12, and verse 9. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, Revelation 12 and 9, it says, and the great dragon was cast out. Now, who's the great dragon? Okay. It's going to tell you. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. Okay. All right. So, now we've identified who that dragon is and who the old serpent is when you read it in the scripture. It says, called the devil and Satan. Which deceived the whole world. Now, remember, we just read in the scriptures in Timothy's how these the TST through their outreach program they are dis, uh, deceived and being they are deceiving and being deceived. So, who are they being deceived by? We just we we already spoke on that. Satan, the devil. How do we know that? Because he deceives the whole world. So that's why we have to understand where the origins of things are coming from. So now, we know that this dragon is the old serpent called the devil and the Satan. So, when you go to Genesis chapter 3, I'm going to start at chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, now the serpent, back in Genesis, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which God had made. Now, we understand this certain allegory being used here is not talking about an actual snake on his belly, because snakes don't talk, is describing a characteristics of this being that we know this serpent that is talking about here, which it talks about in Revelation. The old serpent is talking about Genesis chapter three verse one, who is the devil and Satan. So it says, "Now the serpent was more subtle, I many cunning, than any beast of the field which God had made." And he said unto the woman, "Yea." How God said you should not eat of every tree of the garden. So now he's talking to the woman, okay? Obviously, he has a certain intellect that is superior in in certain areas to this woman, so it's not talking about an anaconda snake, you know what I mean? It's talking about a being that's interacting with this woman and influencing her mind. So he says... The woman responds, because remember, Adam and Eve was made. Breath of life is breathed into them. And, and when you understand what that breath of life is truly going into, it's going into the understanding of God and his commandments. So they understood what the will of God was, is, and what the commandments and requirements God made of them are. So Satan says, he shall not eat of every tree of the garden. That's a question he asked. And a woman, verse 2 says, and a woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the tree, he says, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. That's a direct commandment. There's no ambiguity about that. It's clear, it's easy to follow if you understand and obey it. Clear. Now, verse 4, what does Satan say? And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Now, right then and there. It's a, Satan is saying something diametrically opposed and opposite of what God said. Now who do you believe in that situation? That's what you really have to understand. It's very clear. Who do you who are you gonna believe? God said this, Satan said that. They're opposite, they're different. Which way do you which direction do you go in? So we're going to read on. And, sir, and the serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil." So here, Satan introducing a whole different other concept, a whole different agenda, ideology, uh, way of life. That's saying, listen, God is withholding something from you. Now, the scripture says the Mosiah will never withhold anything good from us. So, what is he talking about? No, he's, God is withholding something from you, and he says, What? In the day you eat of it, your eyes are going to be open. See, this, you're going to have this understanding, you're going to have this enlightenment. Okay? And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. you're going to be your own authority now. You're going to be able to make your own decisions. You don't have to follow what some arbitrary authority is telling you to do. You can make up your own mind about it. You don't have to believe what you're told. Get some empirical evidence. How do you know that's true? These are all of the questions and the doubts that are being planted in the mind. So what happens? Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took and ate of the fruit thereof. So she bought into the notion of I don't have to obey nobody. I can be my own authority. I can be my own God. I can, I can chart my own destiny and direction. Fully bought into it. Okay, and then what did she do? Uh, and did eat and also, and gave also unto her husband, Adam, with her, and he did eat. See, he, the, the man fell to it also. So they both gave in to that satanic spirit, that satanic direction. So understand what that Satan base view is. And the Satan base view is, I am my own God. I am my own boss. I determine my own authority. I reject God, his commandments, his authority. That is a Satan-based view. How do we know that? Well, go right back to the TST website. People ask questions. We went through it before, but now we get to go through it with the understanding of what the true Satan-based view is. TST didn't make it up. They're simply falling right in line with... The the, the the old serpent, the devil, who deceiveth the whole world. And they're simply deceived right along with everyone else because they ask them, what does Satan mean to TST? Satan is symbolic of the eternal rebel in opposition to arbitrary authority. Now, what the hell are they talking about? Well, the arbitrary authority that they're referring to is, is the commandments that God established for man to keep. They call that arbitrary. Authority. You just, you know, God has whatever He feels, or, uh, you know, is just throwing this on us. We don't have to keep it. There's no real reason. So on and so forth. That's what they call the most honest commandments, arbitrary authority. It says what? Their view of Satan, forever defending personal sovereignty. What does that mean? Personal sovereignty is just another way of saying, I'm my own God. I make my own destiny. All right? Defending personal sovereignty even in the face of insurmountable odds. Now here's the most high gave the blessings and the curse. You can't stop the curses from coming if you break his commandments. But see, Satan is going to say, you know what? It don't matter. I'm still gonna do I'm gonna do it my way, regardless of the consequences. The insurmountable lie. Okay, it goes on to say in that answer of the question, it says Satan is an icon for the unbowed, Will of the unsilenced inquirer You not you, The unbowed will You know what that means I'm not going to submit Now what did Christ say The scripture says About Christ Every knee shall bow And every tongue shall swear They're in direct opposition to that We, we going with the unbowed will Of the unsilenced inquirer We're never going to submit And we're always going to question you That's what that unbowed will Of the unsilenced inquirer means and then it says, the heretic, they're using that in a sly kind of way, who questions sacred laws and rejects all tyrannical imposition. The reason it's tyrannical is because I don't want to do it, and you want me to do it. And I want to do what I want to do. So anything well, you ben say, has, I don't I want, want to do, and I don't to want, want to Lord do. You exactly. It's, it's a, you're a tyrant. This is what these are. This is what they're mm-hmm. saying about Christ. Tyrants, mm-hmm. tyrannical imposition. So when we look at what that Satan-based view is, it didn't originate out of no Satan, the, the Satanic temple, after school Satan program, no other Satan organization. No, it didn't come from them. It came from Satan the devil way back in Genesis, in the beginning with Adam and Eve, when he established what that whole Satan-based view is. And it's my own God. I will determine my own destiny, and I will not submit myself to the will of the Heavenly Father in Christ. So that's ultimately what it's going into. Now, when you accept that view, and this is what they want to teach the the little children in the school at the impressionable ages so they can write that line of code in their thinking processes so when they receive information, what are they going to look at it as? Well, I want to do this. What I want to do is better than what I'm being told to do. What I want to do is better than the laws and the commandments and the sections of the heavenly father. What I want to do is better than what Christ wants me to do. That's what they're trying to teach. That's what the Satan based view is. And that's what we have to be on guard against because ultimately pride, which is what that is, pride, leaning on your own understanding, pride goes before destruction. And that's ultimately where this, ideology, this view, and those who hold to it are going to ultimately receive when Christ returns, destruction. So that's why we gotta stay away from it. Exactly. You know okay. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. No, so no,
2: I was I was basically agreeing with you that's something that we have to be on guard for and uh ever be vigilant and careful about, especially with our children, because at that at that at that elementary school age, that's when that a child is most vulnerable, most impressionable. So you can plant those types of seeds that you just described. You can plant, plant those types of seeds, and then as the tr- uh, as the child grows and develops, those seeds begin to take root. And now that thinking has been corrupted. But before we go on to the next question, the first uh, topic of discussion, I would like to play this last clip.
1: Uh standby. Teaching Satanism in schools sounds like the stuff of horror movies, but a US court ruling on religious freedoms has enabled devil worshippers in Florida to hand out educational material about their beliefs to kids at state schools. Rena Portnayer has this
4: report.
0: Public education in America often uses coloring books to teach young Americans about math, science, and current events. This year, a new book filled with games and lessons about Satanism could be distributed to students attending public school in Florida's Orange County. The 10-page Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities features characters named Annabelle and Damien, who demonstrate rituals to explain Satanism. This expanding wealth of information for America's young minds was made possible after a Florida judge last month ruled that if the Orange County School District allowed Christian groups to disseminate Bibles and other materials in its schools, then other religious and atheist groups should be given the same right to distribute their material and followers of the Antichrist seized on the decision to treat all faiths equally. A spokesman for the Satanic Temple tells Raw Story that, quote, if a public school board is going to allow religious pamphlets and full Bibles to be distributed to students, as is the case in Orange County, Florida, we think the responsible thing to do is to ensure that these students are given access to a variety of different religious opinions, as opposed to standing idly by while one religious voice dominates the discourse and delivers propaganda to youth, unquote. In a ruling that was aimed at maintaining religious neutrality, students who may never have intended to learn about Christianity, atheism, or Satanism will now receive an introduction to all three. Marina Portnaya, RT.
2: Wow, <laughs> wow! I mean, wow. this this thing is really this really this thing is really progressing. I mean, passing out literature in schools. Good gracious! Exactly. But uh, just so happens that we have a caller on the line. And uh I'm about to bring this caller in uh from uh from uh nine zero four eight. Uh caller, what is your question or your comment for us here in the verse political?
1: Hey Shalom brothers, this is Josiah. Osaiah we'll Christ What's
2: Mosaic we'll Christ bless.
1: Hey um I just wanted to quickly bring out a, a point. Um because as awful as this thing sounds about Satan uh, basically what it is is a package and you, you package things one way and people object to it and you package things another way and they are fine with it <clears throat> So in Romans chapter 6 verse 16 it reads, "Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves service to obey his servants ye are to whom you obey whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. So obviously, if you are obedient to the word of God, then you're worshiping God. But if you're not obedient, that is sin. So let's let's go to um, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, just to pick up the definition of sin. It says, "Whoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law." Okay. So now, obviously, if somebody comes straight out and says to you, "I worship Satan," which is the antithesis of the Most High God, then they are owning up to the fact that they're committing sin. Okay, but if someone comes to you and says that, uh, you observe someone eating bacon, you don't, you know, people often don't look at that as being sinful. But in the church, they may have uh, pig roast. You know, in the church. The, the, you know, the Sabbath is not observed on the day that it should be. In the church, you have people who carry on relationships filled with fornication of all sorts, and it's not being condemned by the church. So what are these people talking about? You know, so it, it's all about a label. That's the only thing they're talking about. has labeled something in a way that they don't appreciate because they are still doing it they are doing what these people claim to do, they're just, it's just not being called that. It's not being called Satanism. But what they're doing is they're worshiping Satan because they're not obeying God. God has come to condemn these things that they're doing, the fornication, the breaking up the Sabbath days and the holy days and so forth, the, 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 uh, the hatred for one another. God is condemning those things. But because it's not labeled Satanism, then they're okay with it.
2: Wow, that's a good point. That is, and, and wow, that's that's a thought-provoking point to tell you the truth. Because you know, of course, we we we, we live in a, a mainstream society, and uh, and and unfortunately, society likes to, like you say, uh, brother Yossai, they like they like to label certain things. In other words, society, as as as, as in its current state right now. It it likes to pick and choose. Okay, what's acceptable, what's not? What is what is agreeable, what's not? For example, uh, if if a man has like three or four different girlfriends, I mean he's he's considered or he's labeled a stud. Whereas if a woman she, she has three or four different boyfriends, then she's labeled as a slut but in the eyes of the heavenly father it's all wrong whether you are a stud whether you are a slut whether you are homosexual whether you are a lesbian whether you are a liar whether you are a thief whether you are a murderer whether you uh uh like to celebrate uh false holidays okay whether you are a brawler it's all wrong in the eyes of the heavenly father and As persons trying to truly serve Christ in spirit and in truth, we have to be able to identify the good, the evil, and what it is and reject those labels. Because that's all they are, like you said, they're just labels. Reject those and have our spiritual eyes open and see the wickedness and see the evil for what it is and not what society deems it to be. Uh, that was that was that was definitely a good point, uh, brother Josiah. If you don't mind staying online, I'm gonna I wanna mute you, but definitely you're welcome to stay on the line and listen to the show and uh and uh please enjoy. Uh was there anything else that you thank wanted you. to add with that, brother?
1: No, that was yeah, it, brother. Gonna... Uh that, that was the only point I wanted to bring out. Thank you.
2: All right, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.
1: So, Kabar.
2: We, we 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 had a call in. He gave us mm-hmm. his take, which is labels. What's your response to that? How what what is stirring in your in your mind now uh, on 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 that type of a comment? And uh, I would definitely before you before you answer that, I would definitely like to acknowledge um, uh, in the chat room, Mary thirteen five three one. Yes, we all are sinners, but we have Christ. And repentance so that we can better ourselves, acknowledge our mistakes, see where we made the mistakes, see the wrongs that we commit, and better ourselves through repentance so that we can put ourselves back in line with the will of the Heavenly Father and enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, back to you, Kabal. We, we, we yeah. have the, the statement from the brother Josiah. What's what's stirring in your your mind when you hear something like that?
3: You know, I mean, the brother is absolutely right when you talk about packaging labels, so on and so forth, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, man has studied, you know, the science of social psychology, so on and so forth, and really learned it all from Satan because that's all Satan. Satan just packaged rebellion to Eve. In a certain way that made it look attractive to her. So he's the ultimate salesman, marketer, package, or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you, can, you can understand what a person's hang ups are, what a person's psychology is, and develop words and interactions in such a way that you can take something that a person would normally be contrary to, tilt it on a certain angle, and where they can feel. Where they can see common ground as far as how they feel and how they believe, and appeal to their more carnal, lustful, uh, uh, base nature to indulge in whatever that thing is. So, I mean, yes, that certainly does go on, and we see that going on with, you know, with the after, the after, after school Satan program and how they package their information and how they push it to kids. So, you know, what mm-hmm. I wanted to pose according to you is. You know, you've done the research into the background and history of this after-school Satan Club, and you gave a lot of, you know, information about what they do, what they're about, progression of this whole uh, agenda and ideology, you know, and how the club follows a standard syllabus and strives to provide students enrolled in their program with what they call critical thinking skills necessary to make important life decisions for themselves, you know, and they emphasize uh this rationalist, non superstitious world opposing indoctrination into otherworldly belief systems. So that sounds good on the surface. You know, that sounds like, oh yeah, you know, we you know, we want to be rational, we wanna be non superstitious, you know, we you know, we want to uh you know, not be indoctrinated by the wrong thing. So, you know, is that a bad thing? You know, is that a bad thing or is it just packaged in a certain way? Is there something more sinister and threatening, you know, about that? Something that's really darker, you know, there in entourage motives going on, you know, is there something really under the surface of that? You know, how should we approach that whole situation?
2: Right. Uh, Yeah. Um, You know, and we – Looking back at the example that you brought out in Genesis, uh, with, with Satan tempting Eve and, of course, Eve uh, bringing that to Adam and, and, and the fall of them both in the Garden of Eden, Satan put it out there as something harmless. Satan put it out there as you know, there, there there won't be a repercussion if you perform this particular act. If anything, there will be an enlightenment. If anything, you'll know more. You'll be more aware. You'll be more conscious. Okay, so Satan likes to likes to put it in that nice, neat, little, cute package, or or, or put the wickedness in that nice, neat, cute, watered down sugar-coated package, but and and once we partake of that, once we engage in that wickedness, we are corrupted. And then now we see, whether it be immediately or through the process of time, then we see how truly ugly or how truly dangerous or how truly uh, upsetting uh, that cute little package was. So let's look at this thing. And when we read in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, in verse twelve, it's telling us that our battle is not a carnal battle; our battle is not a battle in which we're bringing in which we're bringing to the stage boxing gloves or guns or bullets ammunition uh uh baseball bats uh something to wage a physical war. Our battle is a spiritual one now, what's so threatening about all of that is the fact that. When we're not aware of what's happening, when we're not aware of the dangers that lie within our society, especially societies nowadays, we could be, nowadays, we could quite easily be swept along under the wave of wicked and negative influence with the finality being, now, you're, you're being fooled, you're being, you're being led astray And you don't know it until it's too late, and there's a minimal chance of a person being able to recover himself or herself from that negative influence, which is the reason why verse 11 tells you, put on the whole armor of God. In other words, we're supposed to be be totally immersed in Christ, in the scriptures, in Christ's teachings, in Christ's example. The fruits of the spirit, the charity, love one another as I have loved you. Be in those examples. That's how we're, That's how, uh, like the scripture says, we put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because the wiles of the devil, the influences uh, of Satan, are plenty. They are manifold. There is a plethora of influences of Satan in today's society. From Facebook to Twitter, to uh, chat rooms, to what you see on TV, to what you uh, you hear on the radio or read about in newspapers slash magazines, the scriptures refer to Satan as the prince of the air. So the overall point being, these are the things that we really have to be, uh, for lack of better words, we really have to be vigilant towards, and not just we as adults, the primary prey are the children. At the school Satan club, they're targeting children. So not only do we have to be shod and teetotally immersed in the spirit of Christ for ourselves, we have to make sure that our children are shod and teetotally immersed in the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ for themselves. And that requires us teaching. That requires us being examples. That requires us communicating. That requires us uh in some cases, believe it or not, making improv, excuse me, impromptu appearances at those schools. Hey, what are you learning about today? What happened in class today? Uh, how were you today? Or uh, what did you eat? What was what was served at lunch today? All those things. We can't we, we can't take those things for granted as plain or as commonplace commonplace as they may sound, we have to be on top of it in each and every aspect of not only our lives, but the lives of our children. So now let's go back. Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10 again. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all the perseverance and supplication for all saints. So the scriptures that the book of Ephesians chapter six, starting at verse 10, all the way down, to verse 18, it gives, us, it gives us the map, it gives us the list, it gives us the whole armory, spiritual armory, the weapons that we need to wage the warfare against Satan. When we see something like, for example, you know, a young man walking down the street and he comes across a nice-looking young woman and she turns and she bats her eyelashes at him or she gives him a wink, if he's not careful, he could find himself in a situation in which he's dealing with somebody's wife or girlfriend, because that's just, that's, that's just as a, a parent in this society, or he can find himself in a situation where he may contract an STD, or he can find himself in a situation in which now he's being confronted by a very jealous boyfriend and or husband. So that's just one example. So going back to the, the principal question, uh, of uh, the science and non, non-superstitious world of, of uh, opposing indoctrination into otherworldly belief system. Is that so bad? Yes, it is. Because when you read Proverbs chapter 21, uh, please bear with me a second. This is Proverbs 21 and verse 30. It says, there is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. I'm going to read that again. It says, there is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. So in other words, there is no type of doctrine, there is no type of philosophy, there is no type of science, there is no type of anything out there that can be used to affront the Most High. The knowledge of the Most High his wisdom in his scriptures that we receive when we apply his commandment, that knowledge that wisdom, that understanding reigns supreme. Everything else outside of that is 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 basically vanity, nothing of no effect or a benefit or, or is of no benefit to us now. Understand, yes, we have to go to school, and there's certain things that we have to learn, and there's certain things uh, to progress to, to the next level in our education. but our primary education, our primary knowledge, our primary understanding, is supposed to come from the scriptures. Our primary primary knowledge and understanding is supposed to come from the application of the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. The, these school systems that we have in place in society. That's, those things are just there to give us a rudimentary or a basic education so that we may attain the necessary degrees and move on with life. That's not supposed to supplant or even supersede the education, the knowledge, the wisdom, or understanding that comes out of the Bible itself, and that's a problem. A lot of our people, people period, excuse me, they like to prioritize this education this knowledge and this society as as the premier or the principal education and the education or knowledge or wisdom of the Most High Christ and the Bible as a pastime. If anything, it should be the opposite. So, I also would like to read Hebrews chapter 3. I want to read Hebrews chapter 3 and I want to read specifically verse 13. Oh, excuse me, I want me to start at verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart in unbelief and departing from the living God. Verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The reason why that's important is because sin Satan is not going to show us sin as what it truly is. Satan is going to show sin as as it appeals to our individual lust. It could be cigarettes, it could be drugs, it could be that beautiful woman, it could be that handsome man. It could be you know, you you you, you, you through a lust. Okay, you 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 you're, you're upset, you're frustrated you're tired, you're angry, let me vent, let me fight. Let me, put these, let me put these fists on somebody to work out my anger, work out my frustration. It could be lying. Oh, how can I take advantage of this person? If I tell this lie, then I can tell this lie and maybe this lie, and I can manipulate this person into doing what I, what I want him or her to do. But at the end of the day, When you really look at it for what it is, it's wicked, it's evil, it's not of the Most High in Christ. And the the deceitfulness of it is it looks nice, it looks pleasurable, it looks like something that you should engage in, it looks like it could even be beneficial, give you some type of advantage, but what it really is, is evil, is wickedness. And it will take you to, it it, it will cause you to go astray from the Most High in Christ. It will cause you to go astray from that path of righteousness that the Most High wants all of us on so that we can be his servants and be lights to the world so that the world can see what it is truly to serve the Heavenly Father and follow Christ and repent. So that being stated, um, I wanted to read Proverbs twenty-two and verse six, and the reason why I wanted to read Proverbs twenty-two and verse six, you alluded to it, you talked about it, but I wanted to read it in its entirety so that uh, people really, really understand the importance of the role of parents, especially in this is and this society, and not just parents, but parents who have understanding of the scriptures who have understanding of the commandments and and the, the teachings of Christ. So this is Proverbs 20, 26 again. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So a child's first teacher is not that person in the classroom. A child's first teacher are his or her parents. And it's incumbent upon the parents to make sure That they are teaching Christ, not just teaching Christ, being that example of Christ, being the example of those fruits of the Spirit, that love, that joy, that peace, that meekness, that goodness, uh, that temperance, that long-suffering, the patience. A parent is supposed to be, his example or her example is supposed to be those things, teaching Christ. This is how Christ wants us to be. This is what the Scripture says. Christ says this. This is how we're supposed to act. This is how we're supposed to carry ourselves. This is how we this is what we're supposed to eat. This is how you're supposed to interact with your grandparents. All of that is Christ. And when we teach those things, and when we repeat and constantly repeat and teach over and over and over and over again those things, we're establishing that foundation. Now, will our children make mistakes? Yes, they will, because guess what? We make mistakes. But the goal is to teach Christ and give that firm established foundation of understanding so that when they do get older and they and and, and uh, they become their own adults, they'll already be well exercised in the wisdom of the of the Heavenly Father in Christ so that they can make the right and appropriate decisions for their lives. That's what it's all about. So if you don't mind <clears throat> If you don't mind, brother there's a, We're going to take a quick break A quick recess If we can And then we're going to come back And then try to finish off the show um, Bear with me one second, please
1: This is the Body of Christ Church Inviting you to listen to our new program From Darkness to Light Where we examine and reprove Spiritual wickedness in today's world The show airs every Wednesday night At 7pm So remember the words written in Proverbs Chapter 4 verse 18 But the path of the just Is as the shining light That shineth more and more
3: unto the perfect day
1: more programming about what the Bible says. Please go to wfoam.com every
5: Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. and click on the Listen Live link. Thank you. The Body of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works according to the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m. All Eastern Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each Saturday at BlogTalkRadio.com/ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged, whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now, please dial 646-716-7749.
2: Yes, we are back in the virtual living room, the brothers from the Body of Christ Church, and our topic of discussion this afternoon: after-school Satan. So, Brother Kabar you've heard the clips. You you've heard the you've heard the the, the viewpoint expressed in uh uh in, our, in the audience in the chat room. Excuse me, not the chat room, but uh the uh, on on the phone via the Brother Josiah. The question that now remains that I have to ask is. With all this is going on, and, and, and all these negative influences, these satanic influences that are running rampant in our society, how do we defend ourselves as parents and our children against these types of negative slash wicked influence? How do how do we how do we do that? How do we put that into into action?
3: Exactly, you know, and that that's really the the important thing is. You know, whether it be programs like this targeting uh, at your children um, and trying to take them into a different path, trying to establish a different uh, mindset, spirit, ideology, uh, thought process into your child or whether it's something else, you know, um, uh, in a different area of your life that's contrary to the scriptures, you know, would how do, you, how do you navigate through it? How do you view it? How do you deal with it? You know, that's, that's what we have to understand. Because, I mean, it, it is a consorted effort. It's, it is an organized, directed uh, um, uh, program. So I, I, in, in getting to the answer to that, I want to just uh, point out another thing, uh, another point in the Frequently Asked question page Mm -hmm. of the TST, the Satanic Temple, because this is going to set up the answer uh, to the question, because we have to understand this is not random. This is highly coordinated, directed, in order to produce a a result. So on that Frequently Asked page of the TST, uh, one of the questions is, how are you different from other satanic organizations? Because you gotta understand, Satan got things moving on multiple levels from multiple di- directions. You know, as far as Satan is concerned, hey, if this ain't your thing, I got something over here. Like I said, the con- consummate salesman. You know, packaging and repackaging to whatever your desires, tastes, or likes are. So he got something for everyone. So you got other satanic organizations who more into the ritualistic uh, 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 sacrifices and all of that. that you know, you got, you got that out there. You got people who's going to gravitate to that. This TST, the Satanic Temple, and, you know, the after-school Satan program, this is targeting another aspect. So when they ask that question, are you, how are you different? How are you different from other Satanic organizations? This is what they say. Many satanic organizations focus on pointless and misguided efforts to establish a monopoly on the vision of the one true Satanism. This obsession with ownership has fom- fomented unfortunate uh, culture in which Satanists, Satanism's most vitriolic criticisms are often self-identified Satanists. Right? So they're basically infighting, things like that. It goes on to say... And this is getting into the point now. The Satanic Temple is not interested in establishing itself as the sole arbiter of satanic practice. Rather, we are open to working with other self identified satanic organizations to promote general recognition of satanic legitimacy. Okay? So I, I'm, I'm going to explain that, but let me go on, let me finish. It says while many satanic organizations, seem to rebel in superfluous hierarchies while isolating themselves in petty organizational autocracy. The satanic temple eschews rigid, centralized authority and focuses its effort on effecting tangible, constructive change. We believe in building a politically active satanic movement and invite others to join us in these efforts. So understand. They're not interested in trying to uh, – uh, uh, in satanic altruism. They're not interested in uh, uh, rituals and practices and, and seances and all of those type of things. They are really of a, a, the political arm of it. And when they talk about uh, establishing or promoting general recognition for satanic legitimacy, they want to get it to a point where it is societally acceptable and normalized to the point where, hey, you got this senator or this person running for Congress. Oh, this guy's a Mormon. This guy is a, a, a Buddhist. And this guy here, he's a Satanist. And it's just as normal as anything else. No one is going to look down on it. No one's going to have that knee-jerk re- rejection and reaction to it. It's just, oh, that's another recognized, legitimate form of um, spiritual practice. So you don't have to look down at – or, you know, your child is in the school and, you, you know, they got – oh, you got the Christian – the uh, Baptist kids and the listening – and the other kids, and these are the Zygmunt kids. And your child is, you know, gets to play with them just like any other kid, and they get to learn and, and teach your child what that is. And it's normalized. So understand organized, directed, focused agenda. And it's a political agenda. And that's what people have to understand as far as with this TSE. It's a political movement and agenda. So now you've got to get to, okay, they're moving this thing in an organized, step-by-step, incremental way to envelop and dominate society and change what it, what it, what it considers normal and appropriate in, in social settings. That's what they're doing. So how do we defend ourselves against it? especially as parents and then how do we protect our, our children. So first and foremost we have to as parents have be equipped in order to deal with it. And how do we do that? Because we're talking about a spiritual attack disguised as a political movement. Okay? So how do we defend against it? And this is why they're targeting children, because they don't want to they don't want to they know that child is not going to have that defense like an adult would. That's why they're being targeted. But that's why the parents have to be equipped so that they can equip their children, so that just as the parents can identify and reject it, that, that when that line of code comes up in the system, your, your uh, ant, you know the, uh, antivirus software, which is your understanding of the scriptures, attacks it and eliminates it, when that code comes up in the child's processes, it's antivirus, software, which is their understanding of the scriptures, can attack it and eliminate it, quarantine it and destroy it. That's what we're talking about here. So that begins with first Timothy Second Timothy chapter two verse verse fifteen. It says, 2 Timothy two fifteen, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have to be reading our Bibles. We have to be studying understanding, learning, growing in that word. It says showing ourselves approved unto God. That's, who we, that's whose approval and acceptance we're seeking, not trying to uh, please men, not trying to be on a knowledge quest, not trying to show how smart we are, but that we are in, in agreement and in alignment with the most high in Christ. That's what it's about. It says a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So when it comes to understanding and applying the scriptures as well as teaching it, we're doing it the right way so that we're guiding people in the right direction of the most high in Christ. So that's the first step. When we do when we're studied and we're learned and we have that understanding, then we're gonna know what the truth is. Okay? And we know when we know what the truth is, then we're gonna have a way to combat over the madness. And the scriptures tell us In John chapter 8, verse 32, through that studying, it says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Because all that's going on with TST is selling us, bondage to Satan, the devil. So, but when we know the truth, the truth is going to free us from ever coming into that bondage, or if we're in that bondage, to be freed from it. But what is the truth? The truth is first and foremost Jesus Christ Like it states in John chapter 14 Verse 6 Verse six, this Christ says I'm the way the truth And the life no man come unto the father but by me And the truth is also The law is the truth As it states in Psalms 119 and 142 And they shout, shout You know when the scripture goes into Thy law is the truth So that, that That's what embodies The truth that Understanding Christ and keeping the commandments through Christ Is what's going to allow us not to come into the bondage of the lie of Satan Or free us from that lie of Satan And that trap and that bondage of wickedness and sin And the darkness of evil When we apply Christ through repentance So we have the studying which leads us to the truth And that truth is what frees us But as we go throughout our day-to-day life Having those tools allow us to have what I like to call the universal filter. And all, all stimulus, everything, words, TV shows, books, pictures, everything has to filter through this system. This is your uh, defense mechanism. This is your antivirus to that uh, uh, corrupted line of code that will come up every now and then to try to corrupt you. So in Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20, that universal filter that we filter everything through to determine whether it is true or false is Romans chapter 8 and verse 20. It says, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And I use that is the one thing every day. Everything is getting dumped into that and filtered through that. The law and the testimony. So we know the law is the commandment, and the testimony of this Bible is Jesus Christ. John chapter 5 and verse 39 Christ tells you, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. The testimony of the scriptures, the testimony of this entire Bible, who is talking about, directing you toward, how it's going to give you salvation From Genesis to Revelation Is Jesus Christ That is the testimony of this Bible That is the culmination of what everything Is talking about So everything has to be filtered Through Christ and the commandments If it makes it to the other end It's legit If it doesn't, it's rejected And tossed into the trash And when you filter this whole uh, TST, the satanic temple When you filter this uh, after school Satan program through that filter, it never makes it to the other other end. It's against God, it's against Christ, it's against the commandments, it's against all that is good and right and pure that we're supposed to be following. So it will never make it through that filter. So you know it it gets rejected, and you it's something that you don't deal with as a parent, and that you do not allow your child to deal with, you know as you know as a young person or a young adult because you know it will corrupt them. You know, so that that is what allows us to have that protection. And when we follow those things, we're going to be able to, you know, not only guide ourselves as parents, but, as, but guide our children as well. Which leads me to the final question on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, as parents we understand, and we're supposed to guide our child, but there's a whole lot of influences out there. There's a lot of things that's coming out of our children. And, of course, they're not equipped. Like, we're equipped as adults with experience, with understanding, so on and so forth. They're learning these things. And that's why this program is trying to come in on that formative years before they are fully equipped to try to corrupt them. So, you know, what what is a parent to do if they do have a child and they're, you know, expressing interest in participating in this after-school Satan program? You know, how do you as a parent react? How do you deal with that? Because you are correct. Right. You understand, but now how do you deal with your child who may be interested in that? Because that's what goes on. Outside of whether a person a child is in the world trying to learn or a parent is in the world trying to learn, or even children who have grown up in this truth and understand Christ. Those wiles of the devils and those pools of the world and those carnal weak beggarly elements and desires are still there. So when your child is gravitating towards something like that, how do you deal with that, brother? And
2: that's that's a that's a heavy question.
3: That's a heavy question. But I wanna go back
2: and uh help me out with this now, brother. I want to go back because you said that, that you're equipped. So as a parent, we're we equipped. It's our job, it's it is incumbent upon us as parents to make sure our children are properly equipped. So how how do how do we do how do we react? It should not be a knee jerk reaction. It shouldn't be that because as a parent, we're still responsible for being examples. So, if a child does express interest in something like that, how, how should we react? We should react in calm. We should react with patience, okay? Because the scriptures will tell you, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction would rather far from it. Does, in, in this situation that you were describing to me, does it necessitate the rod of correction? Not necessarily. But it but it does tell us that that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. It's it's, it's Let something me
3: natural. Natural real quick. Yes. Yeah. Because, it, it, and it's a great point that you're bringing out, that foolishness is bound in the in the heart of the child, but the rod of correction, it's our job is far from them. And, I, mm-hmm. and, of course, I know you're going to give the balance to what all of that means because even when you read the scriptures, the brother David brought it out. He said, Thy rod and thy staff They comfort me So mm-hmm. the rod is correction And that staff is for guidance and support So go ahead brother Exactly So on,
2: on that right there We got to look at this thing as that foolishness That's just an example of foolishness So now is a teaching opportunity Now is a teaching opportunity First we've got to First we have to properly educate our children as to what this is. And this is it's, it's a satanic agenda. What is a satanic agenda? A satanic agenda is a movement meant to undermine, diminish, or eradicate any semblance of that which is holy, righteous, or moral, while depicting God and or Christ as villainous or evil. Also, a movement that promotes spiritual lawlessness. So that has to be first introduced into the mind of our children. This this after school, Satan, this is what it's really about. Taking away or trying to destroy the righteousness of the scriptures. That's what, this, that's what this thing is all about. And it's also trying to depict our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, God, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, as villainous or evil beings. The Most High is not evil. Christ is not evil. So, whoever is promoting that or saying that or implying that, they are truly the evil ones. Number one. Number two, we got to get into teaching mode some more. Allow me to read John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So Christ is telling us he is the light of the world. When we are following Christ, when we are exercising Christ in our day-to-day lives, guess what? We have the ability to discern good from evil. We have the ability to distinguish good from evil, that which is right from that which is wrong, that which is upright from that which is a base, that which is good from that which is evil. All of that understanding comes from repentance and following Christ. So now it's our job to make sure, like you said, like you said, brother, use your words, that we're equipped so we got to make sure that our children, whether you have one or many Whether that child is biologically yours or not, it's our job to make sure that our children are also properly equipped. And it's not going to be just one setting. It has to be repetitive. It has to be ongoing over and over and over and over again. Like We can read about it in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Bear with me a second, brother. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6. And let's, uh, let's read verse 4, on down to like verse 7. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently, consistently, earnestly, without fail, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So now, I'm going to backtrack. Verse 5, it says, And thou shalt love the Lord with thy, thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. The love of the Lord, or the expressed, because right about now we'll be reading Deuteronomy 6 and 5, This is an action. Love itself is an action. It's not just an emotion. It is an action. So, in Deuteronomy 6 and 5, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might, it means there is an action involved. And what is that action that we have to perform to show our love for the Heavenly Father in Christ? That action is the application of. The Lord's commandments. That action is the application of the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That action is the example that we have to show, not just for eye service, but out of sincerity. That example is that example of Christ that we're showing to our children to further teach them and establish that spiritual hedge or that spiritual protection or that spiritual wall against wickedness, evil, and all the myriad forms that wickedness and evil can take. So it's on us. It's a very, very, very grave responsibility to be a parent, especially in these days and times. So now let's read on. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Let me read this again. Verse 7. And thou shalt teach them, meaning the commandments. Now notice, notice, notice. In verse 6, it says, these words which I command thee, this they shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them the words. What words? The commandments. Not stealing. Not worshiping any other gods. Honoring your parents. Not lying. Not being covetous. Keeping the Sabbath day holy. Okay? Not taking the most High's name in vain, meaning not having the Lord's name caught up in lies and wickedness and deceit. Those are, those are the commandments. Those are the things that we are responsible for not only teaching to our children, but also demonstrating them in our actions and in our words. And thou shalt teach them, me the commandments, diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So now, in verse 7, the Most High is given us the skeleton. He's given us the foundation of what it takes to truly create a righteous society. Not just teaching the commandments to our children, which is what we're supposed to do, but be examples and talk of these commandments amongst our brothers and sisters. And be an example of these commandments amongst our brothers and sisters, amongst the world, period. It doesn't matter. That's our responsibility. So now, in the book of Luke, chapter 18 and verse 16, I'll start at 15. And they brought on him, he would touch him. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them unto him, <clears throat> excuse me, but Jesus called them unto him and said, "Suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God." Now that's something within itself that we all have to ponder. How many of us are actually teaching Christ to our children? How many of us are actually teaching being that example of Christ to, in our families? In our households. It's something to think about because look, when your children go to school, if they if they're if they're being schooled by via the public or even private school system, they're away from you for what? Eight, maybe nine plus hours out of the day. So in that eight or nine plus hours of the day in which they're not with you and which you can't see what they're doing or you can't correct what it is and what type of foolishness that they may find themselves getting into, that's the time in which all those wicked, negative, and perverse influences are around our children. So when they come home, guess what? You as the parent, brothers, sisters, as parents, husbands and wives, as parents, they have to be that filter. They have to be the filter into which Okay, you saw that at school. You saw that type of foolishness at school. You saw a whole bunch of drug use at school. You saw a bunch of uh, uh, sexual confusion at school, in which young men want to be want to be women, and young women are acting like men. It stays at school. That does not come here. Here we keep the commandments. Here the roles are already established. Here. The program of the Most High is the current program, and that's what we are teaching you. Here again, Luke 18 and 16, suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. So those little children, those young, impressionable, spiritually spiritually vulnerable children, they need to learn Christ. Not Facebook. Not Snapchat, not Twitter, and definitely not video games, okay? They need to learn Christ, first and foremost, and that's our job. So it's also our job to monitor that type of activity so that Christ is the priority and not the Snapchat, not the Twitter, not the Facebook, but Christ. Now, Let's understand something. Let's take an example. Let's take an example. I'm going to go to Genesis, uh, Genesis, excuse me, chapter 18. This is Genesis chapter 18 and uh, verse, excuse me, 18 and verse 19. And it says, excuse me, let me start at 17. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. Wait a minute, hold up. When the heavenly father says he knows you, that means you must be doing something right. So, for I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that thing which he hath spoken of him. The point in this example is we have to assume the charge, the responsibility of being those spiritual leaders and guiding our household in righteousness, of being those examples, of being examples of Christ, of teaching, edifying, exhorting, And also comforting out of the scriptures, not just to your spouse, but also just as importantly to your children. So to answer the question, what is a parent to do? Continue on the course of teaching Christ. And if a parent is not on that course, then it's incumbent upon that parent to repent and better himself or herself according to the example of Christ, and still, excuse me, not still, but begin to teach their child or their children or their family of Christ and be that example so that whenever subtle wickedness, such as after school Satan, whenever that appears, or when that rears itself, a child will be equipped or have uh, equipment enough, spiritual equipment enough to look at it and reject it or say, hey Ma, hey, when they get when they get home, hey Ma, hey Dad, this is what happened at school today. This is the, this is this type of club. What should I do? What is this club all about? And then you go and then and explain it. And don't play around with the subject matter. Explain it for what it is and the danger it poses to your children. Behind that, I really can't say much else. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring
3: behind that brother? We covered pretty much everything that needed to be covered. It's just, it's just a matter of us, you know, praying fasting, being diligent, being vigilant because our adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So that may is up to you. That may is whether you're applying Christ or not applying Christ, whether you're adhering to the teachings, the understanding of the scriptures or not. If you're not, then that may turns into a definite of certain Satan devouring you, or that may turns into Satan not being able to because you are applying. So it comes down to whether we're holding fast to Christ or not. So we definitely want to be holding fast to Christ so that we're in the right mind and spirit in order to be that example and be those teachers to our children so that they aren't devoured uh, by Satan, being that wrong line. That was it. Exactly. Well, believe it or not, that's it. Our time is pretty much
2: done. Have to give all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ, and uh, thanks to the Heavenly Father in Christ for allowing us another opportunity to uh, to teach his word. I also would like to thank you, my brother Kabar, for hanging with me today and and helping me out to examine and evaluate this particular subject matter. And all praises, once again, go to the Heavenly Father and, excuse me, his son Christ. And with all of that, thank you again, brother. And hopefully, sometime soon, we'll be back uh, with another subject matter to really get into and uh, talk about and uh, really examine and evaluate and filter through the scriptures So with all of that we say shalom And until the next time The Most High in the name of Christ bless you all Shalom mm-hmm.
1: Brothers and sisters Thank you for visiting with us In the virtual living room Of the Body of Christ Church You can visit our website at thebocc.com, dot Or you can email us At BodyofChrist at youreach.com, or call us at 877-871-1712 until our next visit the Most High in the name of Christ bless you Shalom